Hey, I'm Pat B. Adam Willis is out tonight, but we have a full compliment here on the Geek Town on WEMF Radio. Stay tuned. Leaping forward in all directions, let the funk sink in, my friends, because we have an axe track. Awesome show with them jazz. I'm excited to play. Hold it down. So much better. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. In the house, we have some of my extra favorite people. I just want to point out, yo, we have right now a full complement of film school rejects. Uh, we have myself, my fellow uh, Emerson alumni, Amy McCobb. What's up? Mm-hmm. And of course, we cannot forget the man. Actually, you might be the inspiration why I went to film school in the first place, brother. Oh, okay. yeah, because way, way back in the days, this man and I would spend hours talking about film and obscure projects. And, you know, it inspired a cat back when I had no direction, back when I was nobody. This man was my fat Robin uh, 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 Williams uh, <laughs> in, in just without the, without the facial hair. My homeboy, Kaiser Soze. I'm glad that you thought I was fat when I was a teen in high school, but it's oh. okay, Pat. <laughs> everybody, 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 everybody fat. You, I know Pat really knows how to like, make you pictures. feel loved. Uh, no, oh, what's sorry. up, Pat? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing so great now. Damn. Pat's like, yo, Amy I and I went fat. to you college know, together, but like you, man, you were fat. fat. All right, so I just want to point out for the, for, the, for the benefit of the listeners, in my head, I was seeing Robin Williams, not even dude, and that's it was fat. Fisher King Robin Williams? Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll take that all day. You didn't yeah. know what I'm talking I, I knew I had a feeling that's what you were referring to, but you thought I might go like I just heard fat, and I was like, man, was that fat in high school? I'm fat now. <laughs> we all fat, brother. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, look at Herb. This man fills the booth. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> DJ Herbie Herb is making it sound amazing. How you doing, my man? Mission commencement. Oh, I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm being here with you, you over here, dude. I'm sorry. Oh, I got you. That's okay. okay. I'm I'm more of a duo Maxwell gal, but I got I got you, friend. Yeah. <laughs> Why, why, why does nobody do, like, I'm going to get you sucker, okay? I was literally Welcome talking to about, the I'm going to get you sucker yesterday. I'm going to get you sucker is the shiz, man. I'm just glad that someone mentioned Gundam Wing in my presence. Like, I'm having a great time now. <laughs> I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. I feel like you would inspire that. I would inspire that? I mean, yeah. uh, to, to jump ahead to a quick preview of something we may discuss later, I did have a very large uh, discussion about shipping in Gundam Wing this weekend at Boston Comic Con with someone that blundered into my booth. Mm. At Boston Comic Con, but we'll talk. We can talk about that later. Uh, we, we we will. No, but we'll bring for, that, for, that the record, for the record. For the record, you and Duo Maxwell. That's the that's the number one ship. Okay, number one. Cool. Or uh, one and one one and two, if you will. If you're from the '90s and we're reading Lemons, like me. Uh, I'm I'm not. We have a whole com- we had a whole conversation about how I only read the finest of fine of fine comics. Yes. Which citrus days. flavor of fanfics is your favorite, Pat? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say um, uh, Justice League Europe. <laughs> yes. Yes, with the fox. That's not what I asked. The Halloween. There's uh, a, there's a lot of former teenage girls out there laughing at you right now. Just so you know. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, I, I turn it over to you. Hey, the female Doctor Light, man. You know, I got down. Okay, we have news, reviews, all types of good stuff, including an interview later on with the makers of the Labyrinth board game. So we're gonna jump right into it because we got some good stuff for y'all, and I want to get right to this first news story because, dude. Um, okay, first of all, the story is the CW Seed is going to introduce a new series starring a gay superhero. Uh, now, Good. this is following the popularity of Vixen. If you remember, they released uh, it was like a five-episode <laughs> series of shorts collected into one pilot that they released online for Vixen. This was mm-hmm. uh, last year, I believe. Well, that was actually pretty popular. Now they're doing another one. Well, Vixen was DC's first animated black female superhero. Freedom Fighters The Ray uh, will introduce The Ray, DC's first gay uh, superhero to star in his own TV series. Good. Um, I, have, I, have, I, have, I have qualms with this one. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But this, this will feature uh, the Ray Terrell character, who's actually the second of four. 
So there's been four people to play the Ray, well, to play the Ray, to be the Ray in the DC universe, including one in the most recent New 52 universe adaptation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. New Take. The plan is to follow Vixen's lead and debut an online animated series and then introduce them into a live action show. I do like that part of it. I like introducing the character in the animated universe, letting it build popularity because they actually do animation right. But my beef with it is making the Ray gay. If they want to introduce a character, cool. Introduce a new character and let's actually expand the universe. The Ray is one of those is one of these heroes in the DC universe that we need to change up a book. Throw the Ray in there. We need to add some color to this one. Put the Ray in the background. I am one of the few people I know that's actually read the three uh, Ray solo titles. Okay. And I was actually kind of a fan of this nothing character. It's like basically, if you're into Marvel, it's like saying I was a fan of Ragman. Like, as someone who is a fan of Ragman. As someone, uh, okay, you are. I must say, so I'm not familiar with this character as I completely, as I've said <coughs> in the past, I, I'm not overly familiar with DC. Mm-hmm. But... I understand the feeling of saying, why are we changing this character's orientation to make them gay? But is there a precedent of him not being gay? Yes. The, the same one they're, that they're using, mm-hmm. that was one of the primary facets for his uh, character personality. He was raised as an orphan. He never knew his real father. He found out on his adopted father's deathbed who he was, why they kept him out of the light. They made him think he had a condition where he was allergic to light. And then the relationship he was trying to establish. And the relationship with this woman was one of the big catalysts on him discovering his powers Mm. and being able to, like, use them, like, honing them. And if they want to introduce a fifth ray, solid, no problem at all. This is more about respect for a character that's gotten no respect over the years. They want to spruce up a team, throw the Ray in there, and we'll make fun of him. Like, I've read good work with this using this character. I mm. think it deserves a little more respect than that. It's like a comic purity thing. I mean, know? this makes sense. Uh, my take on it as someone who, again, is not overly familiar with this character, mm-hmm. I'm very here for more GLBTQIA representation in comics, especially in television media. However, I do completely understand how, as a fan of a character, it's like, why do they have to take this character that already has an established background Mm -hmm. and then kind of shoehorn in, you know, I I say gay agenda jokingly, of course, but, Mm -hmm. you know, the gay agenda. The gay agenda. But I would say that this is a lesser-known character, and I know that you personally have an affinity for this character, mm. but as a lesser-known character, I think that DC does have a lot of room to play with this character. Maybe. That it's that, that can, there's can... not, you know, the overly millions clamoring, oh my god, they changed the sexual orientation of the Ray. they're gonna take to the streets rioting. Exactly. Why isn't the Ray getting his respect? There is something to be said about creating new characters for this purpose, but I gotta say, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on the on the comics purity. Stan, I, I'm one of the biggest proponents of taking a character and just playing with them, making them new, giving them new origins, giving them new everything. And well, if it was one time or two times, I can see that, and I would concede the point. But, but you're saying there's is, been so many. Yeah, of there was character. dude's father who had a long story. He was one of the Golden Age guys. So mm. there was there was Sandy the Golden Boy as a sidekick to Stan Bands, like that level. The original Hour Man, the original Mister Terrific with the the gut shield. <laughs> And now you have Generation 4. Generation 3 was an ass and a turncoat. Generation 4 was this Asian dude. And the first attempt in doing that, they tried to introduce some new ethnicities. Mm. And he was one of the first uh, Korean superheroes in the DC Universe. Oh, that's cool. Exactly. That reaction. That's cool. I want to see what they do with him. Nothing. They did well, nothing. Well, mm-hmm. they're doing something now. If I remember right, dude, I, I could be wrong, but didn't they kill that character off in Infinite Crisis? The they Ray? killed, like, everyone yeah. in Infinite they Crisis. They killed it. Yeah, yeah that's true. Infinite uh, Crisis killed itself. They killed like, me off in Infinite Crisis. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, they killed Pat. 
That's what I remember, man. Superboy punched his pad through mm-hmm. reality. It was, it was. And it wasn't even like a cool one too. He did it off panel. <laughs> That's cool because you got the number one like you know issue right afterwards. You know yeah. they brought you back. <laughs> but they brought me back as like a four foot tall Asian. It was during the strike. It was weird. Real talk, like I, I, with a pompadour. I can't really get too mad about this because I feel like about if, me if being this drawn juncture, dreadlock pompadour. Yes, dreadlock <laughs> pompadour. But uh, it's 2016. We need we need more GLBTQIA characters yeah. in everything ever, and I I hate to say this, but like this is their deepest back burner. Uh, this is DC's like. It shouldn't be the we're airing this on screen failed, number five um, in the parking lot. To like, Nova and Marvel and Marvel Nova's serious business. Nova's. No. No, well, yeah, no, dude. Now, the, nowadays, now he's, now he's, now he's is, getting dude. there. Yeah, now yeah, he's dude, getting that, there. I can't believe. Oh man! Speaking of Nova, I can't believe the the book sales are so low. It's like a really cool story going well, on over he there. Hasn't been introduced into the into the Guardians of the Galaxy movie yet. Once but that he's happens, gonna be. I mean, oh, you dude. can't. You, you have to have Nova. That's gonna be. Yeah, have then again, good. I'm sitting here crying myself to sleep every night. Like, where's Adam Warlock? So. <laughs> uh, you r- really want that to happen? Because they're going to mess that up, Roy Alley. I know they're already changing. We're, now the we're vision, on a change. The, the vision is going to kind of the vision is going to kind of play the warlock. Yes, yes. They already set right? that up by putting the one of the one of the power gems. Yeah, in, so I'm, I'm just thinking we'll see Star Jammers brought to us by Brian why, Singer. Why are you doing? This oh, to me? <laughs> don't knock Brian Singer now. You <laughs> are. Alone, okay? I feel personally attacked. All right, while you mourn the Ray mm-hmm. being queer, I'll be over here mourning the fact that you said Star Jammers in my presence. <laughs> All right, the Ray will be introduced as DC's first gay character star in their own series look for it I'm I'm still despite all that I'm in my claims here I'm actually still jazzed to see the series nice. I have my own qualms but like you said I'm personally attached to the character it's gonna be called Freedom Fighters uh, colon the Ray uh, so check for it it's actually coming out fairly soon didn't they kind of do a recent thing like that not in terms of comics but didn't they do that with um I'm sorry, with John Cho's character in the in the last Star Trek movie, Sulu. Yes, so they did. they, they yeah. had Sulu have a where he has like a male partner and a kid, and they're like, oh, he's gay and his gay family, and mm. like mentioned it not at all. And I actually like that because uh, again, uh, it's supposed to be the future, mm. and uh, they are in space with aliens and rocket ships. And uh, why why is there not just like one of the characters, you know? You know, jokingly again, casually gay. Like, oh, here's me and my boyfriend and or husband and our kid. Hooray. Well, well, my biggest problem with that whole situation was George Takei was blatant, was overtly against well, it. Well, yeah, he's, he's clarified his statements on that a couple times. It's the yeah. fact that he did, felt that it too closely was being done because of his own because orientation. Of right. but yeah, but he it felt was that it, it was discrediting the fact that he didn't want Sulu being someone that was a closeted gay character. Ah, in yeah. doing this, it kind of recast his own portrayal of Sulu mm-hmm. as a closeted gay character. I disagree in that, in that this is That's the new AU. I see. Yeah, yeah, because it was like an exactly. homage. It was like an homage exactly. to like the actor, dude. It was like gay. And man. in this new AU, being that they they literally say in the first movie, like, oh, it's created an alternate universe. Like everything is slightly different. And in such, I feel having Sulu be gay. You know, I like to believe that the, in the multiverse theory and, theory, and in perhaps any version of the multiverse, we're all gay. I mean, I learned that from Buffy long ago. Willow was like, yo, I think I'm a little gay when she saw like her her evil vampire self. So, but she was gay. What did you say? Uh, I don't. I mean, okay. for, like uh, for me, with with it, I didn't. I didn't. I see where George Cow is coming from, but I didn't really see the issue. I mean, isn't Zach Quinto gay in real life, and then he's playing Spock, and he's yeah. yeah no. I, was I like, think it's it just doesn't he, matter, it's the fact you know? that he felt like, that it it made <coughs> original series Sulu 
a closeted gay character uh, if that character is gay. Mm-hmm. Now, I again, but, I don't feel that having Cho's character Sulu be gay has any bearing on the character of right because technically it's not even the same exactly. person. Yeah, but you know? he was so he was exactly. so adamant on harping on it's not what Gene Roddenberry would have wanted. Gene Roddenberry would have done it this way. Gene Roddenberry, Gene Roddenberry was making a TV wearing... show in the sixties. <laughs> he yeah, has man. the best voice, by the way. But also Roddenberry, who Gene Roddenberry? No, no, no. Um, George Takei has his amazing voice. It's it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, actually, that'll be that'll be a good lead in. But I just want to point out when Roddenberry was doing the Next Generation, that's when you had everything was like these weird ass and the whole planet of like black people who had to have the one Aryan white chick for themselves and then you had to uh, to show how progressive we are towards uh, uh, LGBTQ characters we have these hardcore men uh, in Starfleet wearing the uh, the classic 60s dress uniform excuse me that is the scant the, the scant I didn't know how to name. Oh, it's called the Scant. Hi, friends. Um, so, <laughs> okay, they uh, have the scant. I know everything about Star Trek fashion and the female-oriented or just the skirt uh, regulation wear for the Federation. It's called the Scant. All right. Well, they had they had dudes who um, wore the Scant and never addressed it. I'm like, have I don't know a storyline at least acknowledge it or something. It's just there cool but use this form you have Instead, don't just give me deep space nine dax making out with her ex I her about, own not her own ex don't do this to me i'm changing my okay cupid <coughs> name to curzon dax that's the thing that's happening all right old man what, what? wow hater hater <laughs> I, I, I could go esri it might give the wrong idea all right so we've lost billy uh, <laughs> That's all right. I mean, this isn't this isn't the culturally relevant I'm, down. I'm 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 more into Star Trek <coughs> and Star Wars, but I'm I'm very far behind. Nah, it's all good, man. We just crossed like nine series, and then we uh, started out talking about DC Comics, so we have right. come a long way, <laughs> friends. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so, Gundam so Wing. She are. I mean, <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Well, next news story because I'm I'm I am excited for the Ray. Um, this has nothing to do with uh, Star Trek whatsoever, but the lead in there. Oh, I forgot. We had a natural one. Ugh. Anyways. Uh, oh, Joseph George Takai's voice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I found out where that original quote came from. I never knew where, oh my, uh, started. And it actually came from an episode of Third Rock uh, from the Sun. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, or, or, oh my. Oh my. <laughs> oh, oh my. <laughs> so they, they stuck this dude with a hotel bill for like $800 um, from like a mini bar. Uh, and he looked at the bill at the end of the episode that he guessed it on, and it was just a random thing. It didn't have anything with the storyline. He just said, "Oh my!" <laughs> and that's like how they ended it, and it just became it just like rocketed into this thing, which is really random to become a meme because he wasn't it wasn't like Rick Rolling or anything. But now that relates to this story. How well Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> was on that show a long time ago. This is the most ham-fisted, clumsy segue I've ever. Done. It would have been you. You could have done it smoothly, man. Nah. I mean, I believe in you. But anyway, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph what, what, Gordon-Levitt. What, what, what's he up to? Oh, he ham-fisted. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays drums in the subway station to promote his new entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial venture, Everyday Spectacular, and gets ignored by everyone. Stand-up comedy. I mean, if I saw him in the subway, I would, like, deliberately ignore him. You, oh, you think people did it on purpose? No, I'm joking. joking. Uh, I've just seen 500 Days of Summer, so, like... No one recognized him? Uh, Well, They probably did. In New York, they probably was like, stop it, Joe. Maybe, but I know if I'm in the the subway and there's, like, someone over there, like, playing, like, music, loud music, 
uh, unless they're amazing. And even then, still, uh, yeah, I give them a look and then I'll be on, be on my way. Um, yeah, it's it's background noise, dude. Um, yeah, when I'm when I'm in transit, dude, I got my headphones on. I'm barely right. paying attention to anyone, dude. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't. I so mean, I see people that. are crazy too. You you pay attention to the wrong person for too long. Bad things happen. They'll bite you. For real. <laughs> I could. I mean, I could totally see someone just watching him while they wait for their train and mm. but not actually doing anything to bother him. You know what I mean? Well, they had video of this. Like he used the product. The actual um uh, thing he's promoting is a uh, is a thing called uh, Everyday Spectacular, which is meant to promote. Um, uh, it's meant to challenge excuse me, musicians. Uh, singers, dancers, performers, what have you, uh, to go into an ordinary setting, i.e., in this case, a subway station, and you make a spectacular moment out of that everyday situation. Uh, the performances will be uh, recorded uh, from the standpoint of a passerby. So they've got like the camera that you set up yourself, but it looks like someone else is, you know, watching you, filming you. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, but people, so people on the subway too. just want to get where they're going, <laughs> man. That everything he's doing is spectacular. And performance in the subway just want to get changed, dude. Like, lackluster I mean, I found, I found one of my favorite bands in the subway. They didn't have to be filmed. <laughs> you met the Proto Man in the subway? That's awesome. No, 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 no. But, but it's funny that you mentioned the Proto Man mm-hmm. because You Bred Raptors have opened for the Proto Man. Yes, they have. You Bred Raptors are an awesome uh, band out of Raptors. out of. Uh, That's a great name for a New band. York City. It has a question mark and everything. You Bred Raptors, and uh, they're they're based out of New York City. They're great. Check them out online. But uh, I saw them playing in Union Square, and I was like, "Yo, what's this? This sounds great. I'm gonna stand here and watch it." And like, flash forward to last year, they like I like hired them to play in Boston for my birthday show. It was great. But my point is like. I feel like these weird stage spectacular moments are, as we've said, ham-fisted. And the whole premise is kind of like this awkward, you know, I'll tell you what you should like. Look at all these, you know, New Yorkers with their heads up their butts and they don't know what's good for them. And they've passed by this wonderful Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing whatever. It paints a negative image of the people. But also it paints a negative image of like, people don't necessarily stop to look at things in subways or on the street or whatever, and that's not a negative uh, portrayal of whatever's happening. Like, if the world's greatest violinist is playing on a street corner and I gotta get to work, I'm not gonna stand there and admire it, and then maybe you'll have a YouTube channel being like, look at this jerk walking past the finest violinist. Yeah, but the, the, I've seen, I've seen other, I've seen, I've seen videos of, like, I think it was Brandy, she did the same thing. She, she was on a, a crowded uh, train and she sang, like, a few bars. Mm-hmm. And like the the video was like uh, was promoted as like Brandy sings right. in a, in a train and no and one no pays one, attention. And like it's like well you know like there's a crazy person singing in a train, dude. What do you want me to do? I mean, you she, know? She also like didn't she like kill someone by running him over? That was how we that was like what? many years ago. Like we don't care about that yeah. either. What? And nobody okay, even she, knew it was her. She wasn't driving the train at the time. <laughs> no, no, but like real talk. Like I'm just saying. Like yeah. no one cares. Like yeah, in nobody, a negative, like no one, like maybe we should talk about that and not like, oh, she sang on the subway. You say, no, nobody, I've never seen uh, anyone sing on the subway. Yeah, no, nobody cared about that. Like, I don't think anybody was paying attention because they just didn't realize it was her. I think she had a show on Broadway at the time, which is why she was singing on the subway. But I know that, uh, yeah, I don't think she's really been that popular for many years. So even Brandy, if people I'm, knew it was her, about Brandy, I don't think anybody would really care. I guarantee you go put someone super super famous. Lady Gaga can sit and play, you know, what are those things called? Those like paint drum drums in the the bucket drums in the yeah, in the subway. Like, Yo, the helicopter driver from Aliens yeah. is people do. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my god. Yo, watch that footage. It's it's Lady Gaga. She got that nose and everything. 
Simon, speaking of streets and subways and hear me fist, I just realized the music that was previously playing, mm -hmm. the previous track, yeah. was from Streets of Rage. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, this is this is this is awesome. But yeah, anyway, yeah, sorry. No, smooth the groove, a, man. That was just does, a quick side note. Oh, that's the name of the. That's the name of the dude that does it. It's smooth McGrews. One man. He does all. He does all the uh, video game tracks. Acapella. Awesome. Yep. Okay. There's yeah. like there's like his own eight track and sixteen track, and he has like a video series on like him recording each one. I donated the Patreon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. But Eleventh's uh, performances will be recorded from the standpoint of a passerby. That's how the service works. And this is actually JGL's second venture um, after the already successful hit record. Hit record um, was really successful to the point where when I tried to use it. I already sunk into the ether on like day three of the first, I think it was like 500,000 people. And I'm like, you know what? This is a great service to have, but I am now like literally one drop in this huge bucket. So, you know, maybe it's not for me. We'll see how uh, every everyday spectacular um, uh, works out too. Lies. <laughs> Yo, nah, if, if this becomes like World Star. <laughs> oh, that yeah. would be amazing. Yeah, if it was like, well, but I also see how awful it would be. Like, World Star didn't start off as trying to become this. No, true. <laughs> World Star became like <laughs> World Star. <laughs> you know? So, you know. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm saying, think about the hooks that people will put in their videos. So it's like, I, I can be me in the subway playing the trumpet, or it can be me following this dude playing the trumpet <laughs> and uh, and seeing his reaction. You know, uh, what's that video with the dude? He dresses like um, Saxman from a regular show with just a guy with no shirt and suspenders <laughs> playing, uh, uh, playing, uh, ah, oh, what's that Hollow Notes song? Oh, uh, da 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 Isn't that Careless Whisper? Careless, oh, Wham song, sorry, yes. Is it Wham? It's, it's Wham, right? Am I, am I, am I it's crazy? It's just George Michaels, I thought. Just George Michael? I don't know. I just. I, I don't know. Right, well, I, I'd wait. Look, I'm, I don't I'm, know. I'm never going to dance I'm proud again. of myself that I knew. Guilty right. feet ain't got no rhythm. Ah, I'm never going to dance again. The way I danced, all right, Herb, with you, we never dance again. That's just kidding. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'll do like that. Just followed by the camera. I just hope everyone out there is <laughs> having as much fun as we are because that was that was like a choice moment. Oh, uh, well, the Kayla's Whisper? With, You're like hollow notes and like, uh uh, friend, uh uh. <laughs> too, too much, too much. All right, well then, yo, I got to check out Sausage Party this weekend. I'm so sorry. Oh, nice, really? Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm Am very I, curious about that movie. Oh, I will yeah. give you the lowdown. Am I alone in the house? Um, no, I, I'm curious to hear your opinion because I have my thoughts on it too. You Look, I saw Suicide was, Squad for It was you, a religious experience. I did not an, see Sausage Party. Or an, an anti-religious experience. But. No, it was, if it was I want to see a Sausage event. Party, I'll just like go to my Snapchat. Well, well, so, well, Suicide Squad was kind of a Sausage Party in itself, wasn't it? You you don't want to have me start talking about Suicide Squad again. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Tune into last week's show for uh, Nick McCobb's take on Suicide Squad. Yeah, no, we went in on we went in on Suicide Squad. Uh, anyone who doesn't know, um, Herb, Suicide Squad is about the group of like villains. They're locked up in the slab or in a hardcore max uh, supermax DC prison, and they're recruited by a, a uh, well, not a government agency, but a uh, covert agency to do the jobs that. Can't really be kept on the books. You're oh wow, that sounds like that sounds like the Thunderbolts. You're describing what the movie <laughs> thinks it was. But anyway, Sausage this is, this is Party. What, yeah, this, this is what this is what Suicide Squad wanted. So to be. so Sausage, sausage Party, party 
Suicide Squad was tell me, a sausage party. Tell me about <laughs> the sausage party. Tell me about that vaginal bun. What? Oh, How'd that go? Yeah, that was freaky as hell. All right, so sausage party. For those who don't know, I'm not making this up. Vaginal buns. <laughs> there's vaginal buns. There's vaginal everything. Um, okay, dig this. The synopsis. <laughs> yo, 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 Nick, if you wish to be more polite. Life is good for life. I can't even. Come on, try to read a hat. You sorry, can do sorry. it. I the tiger. I the tiger. Life is good for all the food items that occupy the shelves at the local supermarket. That is until the world comes crashing down. When Frank the Sausage learns the horrifying truth that he will eventually become someone's meal. After warning his pals about their similar fate, he panicked. The panic perishables devise a plan to escape from their human enemies. I love how the dramatic also, Final Fantasy fight also, music. Also, don't forget, well. it's it's adult <laughs> yeah. humor for adults. Yeah, there is nothing kiddie about this movie. It's animated, yeah. Yeah. but do not take children's take Everything, I mean, I haven't watched it, but I watched the trailer, and then I read a couple interviews about it. And okay, I, all I will say is there is a sentient singing condom. Correction, w- there is a sentient singing used oh, yeah. condom. I would like yeah. to leave now. Used forever. condom. It's, it I don't want to live on this takes, planet anymore. takes the idea of food porn to a whole nother level. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I would rather watch a Guy Fieri marathon <laughs> oh, God than Fier- watch this movie. I Guy Fieri wouldn't, I set, wouldn't set foot in this. He wouldn't, he wouldn't okay. lower him. He wouldn't on a scale himself. of 1 to 10, how much would Guy Fieri enjoy this film? Guy Fieri would not... Um, would not uh, uh, wish this movie on his worst enemy. So now, how how deep was... into Flavor Town is <laughs> Sausage Party? Well, actually, everything did look delicious, um, and they did go out of their way to have religious harmony. Yeah, I'm, they went out of yeah. I uh, thought I thought that the movie had a lot of smart, the, it clever. Did. It was like very clever metaphors. Yes, for everything, all masked know? within the crudest, rudest, yep. dirtiest, raunchiest, and. And you uh, and stuff you will ever come across. If if you want to talk about the everybody's gay stuff, Amy, mm. I mean, yeah, like food porn, like magic level, turn, magic turnarounds. Y'all, every, everybody, 70, y'all can like 69. keep the sausage party. It's fine. Buy is. I used to run a live. I used to not run it, but I used to be very popular on a live journal community called Sausage Festival. That's about as close to this movie I want to get. Mm. No, you but know, you, this I, is. I, I, yeah. I want to see this as much as, as we're, it sounds like we're right. giving a negative review right, right. now. Sausage I party. laughed my ass off. Ah, uh, sweet. At several I, parts. I, I love Seth Rogen, man. Yeah. yeah. I man. I like that review, Pat. I I enjoyed several moments of this film. I don't want anyone to think I didn't like it, but I enjoyed well, let's be real. several. It's, there were more called, than one whole moment that I enjoyed. It's called Sausage Party. You're not going in seeing Shakespeare. All right, but Do I you know I, I how will many say, dick jokes Shakespeare made, buddy? Yes, I don't. Lots, many, but there, this is not quite. It didn't. I, don't, I didn't feel like there were there were too many overt. Uh, I don't know. It's I about a sentient sausage. Well, actually, yeah, that's not where a lot of it, it came from. Right. They, they started off touching tips. Exactly. Um, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, they like, started off touching tips. It's not. I am Sorbitol. Jabbertol. Rubitol. Uh, uh, th- 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 there's a lot about the movie that I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it just felt like as a story, like an overall story as a movie, it was it little... fell apart a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, what's it about? And, yeah. And like, not, don't give me what they think it's about. What is it about? What, what do you guys find to be about? What it's actually about yeah. is um, the food is very excited about 
being presented for the 4th of July. It's going to be bought by people, which uh, will bring them to the great beyond. That's as far as they know. That's as far as we know. And they have... Uh, it's a musical, by the way. I want to point that out because oh, they yeah. have songs yeah, right. that uh, demonstrate how they feel and illustrate the mood of the scenes and such. And that was very unexpected because they were good songs, too. Like I was, some, some, yeah. some of them were jazzy, man. I was, I was interested. I was feeling it. And then there was a couple of uh, really racist characters that kind of poked their head out every now and then. Yeah, that's, <laughs> um, yeah. I found out most of which played by Bill Hader. Oh, Great. okay. Yeah, so I'm okay. like, okay, they got this Native American stereotype. At the very least, they're giving Billy. What, oh, wait, nope. That's that's David Hader. Okay, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm named Tom, David Hader is, is no David Hader Chuck, is uh, is Solid Chad. Snake. There is a guy named David Hader. I'm just no, mixing I'm just the names. Naming you said Solid names. Snake. Oh my god. Solid Snake. Yeah, but. But from the game. Yeah. But that's what yeah. it's about. Um there's not much else to it. It's just their escapades on how they learn the truth that's and then fine. how not they everything fight has to back. be the highest level of and it, whatever. And but. it takes place over the course of an evening. Um Yeah, it did, it did go I mean? pretty quick. Yeah, it was it's not well, like Well, actually technically two days because it starts off on July 3rd and then in July 4th. Oh, that that is true, but it kind of does go from the closing of the store mm. to the opening, but I know that is true. It does start on July 3rd cuz yeah, and they don't, and they call it what, like, like red, white, and blue day. They call it I red, sound they really. Call it red, everything day, yeah. sounds very impressive <laughs> and awesome. All right, well, you have given my, that yeah. you're debating the time span of the oh, film. Okay, all right, okay, you have my kind of haphazard and yeah. disjointed I mean, thoughts on it, Billy. What did you think about Sausage Party? Give me the lowdown. Well, without ruining it for for anybody in the room, but I, I yeah, certainly I think don't that, spoil Sausage Party. I mean, yeah. my God, because oh, Amy's <laughs> well, going in. It was your it was your request though. Chomping at the bit, but. In terms of the movie, um, I thought, again, I thought that the movie had a lot of smart metaphors. I just thought as a whole, it was just kind of some parts hit hard and some parts fell a little flat. Um, I thought the animation was fine. I actually know someone who, uh, one of my friends, Rowan, her brother was one of the animators on the movie. Really? Yeah, 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 which is pretty cool. Um, I think she's going out to L.A. to go see him now, actually. But, um, but yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was kind of cool. It was just like it just kind of... Explains how you know essentially uh, religion has has screwed everybody up, has like screwed up. I will say humanity, that, that, that that was actually a big positive. I didn't expect that yeah. that it had <coughs> it tried to have these uh, intelligent moments right. of rational thought. And I will definitely call out the voice work because I didn't know that that um that Jewish character was uh, Ed Norton. That I didn't know until they showed that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Edward Fight Club Norton. Yeah, yeah. Jack cool. himself. Yeah. Um, it was what the hell was that thing he was arguing with? Was that a falafel? Was that a, a I don't tor- know. Tortilla? No, that definitely wasn't a falafel. Because, uh, but I'm not sure what it was exactly. Okay. The, a lot of the, I couldn't tell. A lot of the verbal gags come yeah. from this uh, this duo. Um, one played by Ed Norton as the ultimate Jewish stereotype. Even great, who, like a, he played like a bagel. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> he played well, a bagel. I mean, when, I feel like when people see the movie, you understand what he's trying to do because really, yeah. what they're talking about is Israel and Palestine. Yes, that's 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 why like one was a bagel and one was one, whatever, whatever it was. was. Like, yeah, yeah we, I, I I really don't know what type of food that was. Yeah, but, and you know those characters. While oh, well, very heavy-handed. Right. Uh, it was. I mean, the, exactly. The, their their message was was in your face. Right. They want peace between these two. Exactly. But they kept the comedy going for me. Where I'm where I'm thinking, okay, we have the main story here, and it's starting to fall flat, and then we're kind of entering a lull, and I can see it happening. They jumped in and kind of kept things fresh. 
You know, it was kind of like a Key and Peele moment where it's like they have those moments in between skits and where they do things together. Yeah, yeah. This, it, was like, this was like that buddy comedy that was in between the actual movie where they didn't feel like they were part of the Sausage Party over, over story. They were just there to keep you entertained in the spots in the script where they know this would be a low point. And who were the other voice actors? I think I think the bun was was that was that, yeah, that was Kristen, Kristen Wiig. Wig? Yes. Was the tortilla Samahayek? Uh, tor- tor- uh, Samahayek was the taco. That's what it was. Okay, because yes. I recognized the voice. I was like, I think. Yes, you know. she was a sexy taco. I feel like I'm having taco. an aneurysm. She's still good. No, 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 this no, conversation. No, a lot of this was interesting. Yeah. So uh, you've got Samahayek as this sexy taco fighting her, uh, fighting her. Um, and it was her, a Mexican playing urges. a Mexican thing, so you know. Yeah, can't kinda, be that awful. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, there were a lot of problems with this movie. A lot of which is the casting. I do appreciate. There's a lot of voice actors. They didn't just go for Hollywood stunt casting. Right. There's a lot of voice actors doing several voices. Good voice actors doing good work on these. And the animation looks kind of cheesy, but it's meant to look cheesy. Yeah, no, and no. interviews with Seth Rogen said the amount. Well, first of all, they made this movie or have been trying to make this movie for about nine years. Wow. And oh, then wow. Yeah. they wow. should feel really proud of themselves. Well, they made it. Well, I think, I think they got an NC-17 initially with the end scene. Yeah, there was a yeah. lot. Oh, with the end scene. Yeah, um, that was kind of crazy. That is, that is definitely Thank warm. God I'm that's not reality. Still didn't. But, you know. But <laughs> uh, according to the movie, it, was, it might be. Oh, my goodness. It was A lot crazy. of negative can be said about this. The positive, however, is it's a movie that knows what it is. At right. no point did this. Which I appreciate. Yeah. It, it didn't assume that it's some kind of. It knows it's not Pixar. It's not Disney. <laughs> it knows it's not highbrow comedy. It makes point. Uh, it takes a uh, 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 turn after turn of letting you know. Yeah, no, this is. Is going to be some of the basic stuff you're going to see but you walked into a movie called sausage party you knew what this was at the beginning so if it's funny laugh if not you know it is what it is and several parts of this did make me laugh um the end was one of those Man, wow was, moments yes. but uh getting there if, if, if i could be so bold uh would it perhaps be a sausage and a bun simulating heterosexual sex no. <laughs> well, my mind's blown. Absolutely that right there, not. That, that right there that, would have been the most right. wholesome thing. To exactly. Happen. It 100% <laughs> is yes. not that. Like, like, yeah. like, Amy, even you are right. just not. I'm going to. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a if 1990s anything, soup, uh, uh, PlayStation <laughs> ad. You are not red. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, it's one hundred percent. I mean, they oh, do man. they do Too end up showing that, handle. but that seems like the most. <laughs> they do like they the do end up showing that, but vanilla, it is vanilla it is part of the movie. <laughs> the most vanilla part the of the movie. The most vanilla part and of the there movie. There is murder left yes. and right. I'm gonna Death. blood and guts. Wow, people just being taken out in the yeah. most like raw mortal combat awesome. ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And so to that note, everyone it, should apparently go see a sausage party. I uh, if you're looking actually, for something to take your brain out and watch a movie, a uh, sausage party. Yeah, I actually would not recommend this. Spot, though, uh, it's it's not a highbrow movie at all. No, I mean here's the thing. I, I'm being it salty. Was, I'm being funny, but like mm-hmm. in reality, there's nothing wrong with the movie that knows, especially that is self-aware and is like, hey guys, you want to watch a summer load of crap? Here I am. <laughs> Uh, There's something to be said for that, though. Like some of the, some of my favorite movies are just that. You know, you just want to watch some some woo talking sausages, dirty jokes. It's funny. There's nothing wrong with that. No, a lot yeah. of it was clever. Um, I actually would recommend Cat see this. I walked out with a positive impression of just dumb comedy. And anyone who's in the market for a dumb comedy, this would be the dumbest of dumb you could go to that would still be entertaining. I I mean I could I could take it or leave it. I I would you know. I had I didn't expect to see it this weekend, mm. um, but um, seeing it, it, it didn't feel like a waste of my time. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like seriously, like it because I feel like if Sometimes the story was that much review. better, it was it it would have really really captivated me. Mm. But because because again, all the all the metaphors and all the things, all that was great. Yes. But as a story, mm. and it just felt like it was like ah. It felt like you know. It felt like it was a little too aware, especially at the end. Okay, I can you know what I mean. So, I, 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 I can dig that. That's my take. Um, All right, well, Saucy Party, starring Seth Rogen, starring Bill Hader, starring uh, Jonah Hill, Craig Robinson. Oh, Jonah Hill was in it. Who's Jonah Hill? Jonah Hill was in it. He was um, the short sausage. Oh, yep. uh, Jonah Hill okay. was in it. Craig Robinson was in there. Oh yeah, you know who Craig of course Robinson was. Yeah. Of course, you know who Craig uh, Robinson was. Man, uh, who's the little? Who's the Twinkie? I don't know there, who the Twinkie was. There, there, there was a Twinkie called Twink. Yeah, and he was a stereotypical. Oh, do go on. Twink. <laughs> there was a Twinkie called Twink. He was a stereotypical Twink. Um, he really played the. I don't know if there the is a. There is a yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there is a. I know there's the wise old man character and the wise old Asian sage. Is there a wise young gay character? I mean, I sassy got, gay well, best friend. The kind of. Actually, no. That's that's. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Selma's character. Sassy gay best friend. Yeah. Thomas' character was Someone, kind of. She was yeah. okay. So this movie had like five sassy, yeah, gay, had a lot sassy of gay, gay best friends. Well, uh, the, actually, the Daka was the technically was every like, every character every was character pretty much was gay in this movie. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> every character. Oh, but, you know. But, you know what? <laughs> uh, but, you Amy, know. I feel you may need to see this movie. Yeah. Um, I can assure I, you that I, when it's no longer in theaters, I will check it out. Yeah. But I, I confess that I will not be running to the theaters. To I, see this. I, I I will be too busy seeing Ghostbusters six more times. Ghostbusters was amazing. Oh, I heard that was this was. So I, that's another movie that I heard was really funny. Yes. But I heard that the movie itself was no, kind of like Fugaga. It's perfect in no, every way. No, no, no. The, the movie itself was good. Um, the writing was funnier than people expected because everyone thought they would do the same story from the first movie. Um, um, just with a female perfect take, in every was, way. Well, technically, wasn't this essentially s- supposed no. to be Ghostbusters three, and then they rebooted it into Ghostbusters like like well, yes, if you want to go back, again? yes, but if you if you want to go back like fifteen years, then oh, that's okay. what we're talking about. This movie has Seth Rogen was supposed hands. to be in it fifteen years ago. Um, oh, you mean the initial Ghostbusters? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay yeah. Okay. Ghostbusters uh, three yeah. was the video game, dude. Yes. Oh yeah, the game. That's right. That's right. My only problem with that is I love the movie. Yeah. And everyone loves Holtzman as a character. I loved Holtzman as a character, but I also feel that the love for Holtzman has overshadowed that this was a good movie where people it's expected a it not to be. Movie. Yeah, but it's like it's it's kind of split the audience. Where That's one now of the best villains I've not... seen in the past fifteen years. Uh, well, oh, well, really? Oh. The villain was yes. kind of who's the villain? Um, I don't villain... want to say anything. No, don't say anything. Yeah, that would be a spoiler. It's a spoiler. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, but um, they they've announced that they won't do a sequel to Ghostbusters. That they're not going to because so this is it. yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, well, well they've, they've announced that because uh, even though people liked it, they don't feel that they've got enough of a return and the press has been good enough. Uh, I'm thinking that might be... I, I, heard, that's, a, I heard a lot that's of weak. people... A it's, lot of people I heard who were who who told me, not people who I know that love it, folks that, that saw it, a lot of them said, I'm seeing it to support it. Too. It you was excellent. But it I wasn't like, I'm seeing it because I'm I can't you, it was wait. Excellent. Man, the no, no, no. I'm, I'm sure it show, was to people who really The second time it, I saw it know. for myself. There you go. I, I'm yeah. interested to see it, you know? That's Dude. that. There to you go, Pat. That's, brother, that's, brother, that's the highest it. recommendation see you can like, give something. Yeah. Yeah. You can see it for free and then go back and pay for the sucker? Nah, I always pay for it. I, well, no, I mean, but we're just saying, like, if if, if you can see it for free, and then you're like, man, I gotta see it again. I gotta pay for it again. That's yeah. that's mwah. That's last movie I did that for was Deadpool. It was like that. Oh, I would put see, this on par with Deadpool in terms either. of how much what? I enjoyed it. 
what? this film. Yeah. Dude, that's like that's a ridiculous recommendation. I am man. giving it to you right now that this oh, film what? uh jumping into Let's Boston Comic Con. Jumping into Boston Comic Con, one of the best things I saw at Boston Comic Con. And uh, a couple of my other friends saw him as well. There was a Kevin from Ghostbusters cosplayer, and this is not a spoiler because you see this in the uh, previews. Uh, Kevin is a uh, you know lovable, dumb as a box of hammers, pretty boy. <laughs> and there's a young gentleman who I must say has built nothing like uh, Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> and I appreciate this. And he had he was cosplaying Kevin, but he also had replicated Kevin's modeling photos that you see in the film yes. and walked around the convention holding his own picture like the cosplayer took the same pictures of Kev as Kevin <laughs> as holding a saxophone and then listening to a saxophone like holding the saxophone up to his ear as if that's how you listen to an instrument it was beautiful, beautiful. and that was one of the highlights of Boston Comic Con so shout out to you cosplayer you are wonderful nice. but uh, that picture, so I, I sent it to Pat to be like yo this is good time. Homework. Well, Boston Comic Con was just this past weekend. Boston Comic Con this yeah. past weekend. Uh, 45,000 attendees. Whoa. 45,000 attendees. 45,000 attendees. Now, those won't fit in the Heinz Convention Center. Nope, this is at the downtown Seaport World Trade Center. So they've changed locations. Uh, they've been there a couple of years now, man. Well, but I'm, I'm trying to, for the audience, yeah. benefit here. For the audience's benefit, it's at the Downtown the World Trade Center Seaport. For the audience's benefit, do not call attention to my ignorance. So. That's all right. That's all right. Okay. And, uh, so tell us about Comic-Con, please. So uh, I do have to preface this with I didn't get to see it as much as I do with most cons because I was being, I want to say booth babe. This is partly a joke because I was mostly Loki at my good friend, Magic Dragon Comics in Arlington. Shout out to them. Incredible comic book store for all your comic book needs uh, as well as collectibles. They are excellent. It's an Arlington Center. And I was at the booth for much of the time so I did not walk around the con as much as I normally would however I did get to see a lot of choice things uh, I also got to experience two different sides of the cosplay coin on Saturday I was Loki from Agent of Asgard one of the artists was actually there and I'm a little upset that I didn't know that she was there oh, and apparently I, I'm blanking on her name I feel bad uh, Jenny I, I'm very bad at artist names but she did a lot of the covers excellent artist and uh, I didn't know their booth was there when I was I was Loki but then on Sunday, I was a pinup version of Black Hat from Marvel. Nice. And so it was interesting Ooh, getting very nice. different responses from people throughout the convention. But anyway. Wait, wait, wait good or bad? Entirely I positive. It's just funny, like, walking around the con as, like, a dude character is very different from walking around a con in any sexy outfit. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, I can't wear that. Because I had a lot of people calling me Harley. and cat calls left and right, man. Yo, don't don't say that like I can't recommend twenty different cod piece characters for you to cosplay. Have you seen this gut? <laughs> good, the bonus. Rub some glitter on it, man. But anyway, Boston Comic Con I feel does a really good job of attracting great uh, celebrity guests. They had John Barrowman, who a lot of my friends actually took pictures with. Gillian Anderson was there. Um, tried the William Shatner. Oh. Yeah, dude, Boston Shatner Comic-Con was there. Yeah, Shatner. yeah, I heard that, dude. They're like. So they really, they have uh, all sorts of different paneling. Um, awesome. I know they have a lot of comedy stuff, a lot of comics, comedy stuff that they're doing. And a really nice selection of artists and writers represented. I know Jill Thompson was there. Uh, she's a fantastic uh, artist writer who I adore. Uh, she did a lot of work on Sandman back in the day. And it just, it's, I like it, but I feel, sadly, this is what happens to a lot of cons. It's too big for its britches. There were times- well, this is an expansion. I know, I know, and there's there were just times during, especially Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you could not walk two feet. Oh, you could so not even walk with the larger venue. Even with the larger venue, I mean, it's it got very very congested. <laughs> but 
I feel, what can you do? This is a problem with all of these conventions. PAX East, for example, and New York Comic Con especially. Mm-hmm. They become very, very popular. Hi, we're on the Geek Down right now. But geek culture is becoming really, really modernized and relevant to popular culture, and that's Woo! wonderful. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, seeing, for example, Boston Comic Con really grow from whatever couple thousand people it was back at the Heinz to 45,000 people. That's insane. Put that in perspective, wow. that's still like, you know, New York Comic Con is over 100,000 at this point. But it's just insane to me the wait times for people outside baking in that 96 degree weather. It must have been pretty rough for people. It was but oh, yeah, it was crazy this weekend. Convention and cosplay wise, Boston brings it, I have to say. There was some exquisite costuming. Uh, the Kevin one was really funny, but I saw people, uh, more, there was a cosplayer there uh, who was also there as Loki. And uh, what, someone they, challenged you for the title? Yeah, oh, no, she can have it. She can have it. She was uh-huh. she was incredible. Um, she was doing a Lady Loki cosplay. Was she at least the proper Loki, or was she coming at you with, uh, with, she, with MCU Loki? Uh, she's um, <laughs> Lucky Grim Creative, and uh, she's uh, Lucky Grim on Instagram and Twitter. Shout and out to Lucky Grim. She's Lucky amazing, Grimm. phenomenal. One of the best Lady Loki cosplays I've ever seen. Her helm was absolutely exquisite the, Andy, that's the big horns friend. uh no i mostly just like you know <coughs> talked about boobs and awkwardly so, stood there as a smaller less well, splendor loki but uh, that's, that's how i make friends i mean I, to I be fair that. i do walk around conventions a lot and talk about boobs but uh <laughs> i just was just saying like there was a lot of like really high quality cosplay and also just funny cosplays uh one of the best cosplays i saw all weekend someone was a tech installation wizard he was indeed a wizard, and he had all of the different. Uh, he had floppy oh, like, discs, and he had all kinds of things going oh, on. It was real on. funny. Is this her? Oh, that's awful. That's awful. Holy moly! I Talk about. I, I like it. Wow. Wait, you over there? You got. He's looking at a picture of her. She was I'm phenomenal. I'm looking at like just like yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find like you know. I think Kaiser Soze wants to make friends. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty cute. All but right. uh, no, but it was right. that like, just it was just really like I love fun costumes like tech installation wizard was just a hoot and it was a lot of fun to see also i saw about eleven thousand harleys of varying degrees of effort if you will which i actually enjoy it's really fun seeing like i'm 14 and i dipped my hair in kool-aid and then there's like you know some harley quinn with like an exact replica of everything from the movie and it's just really interesting when there are characters that are popular like that like i was talking to friends about the 2006 naruto explosion where you could not go to an anime convention without being crushed in a sea of naruto cosplayers i like that did you find a naruto uh harley quinn hybrid what was it again i can't remember okay it was not what was it naruto harley quinn there was one more deadpool there were no there were no naruto harley pools at boston comic-con but please try to find me at New York Comic Con. Cosplay as Naruto, Harley Quinn, and Deadpool all at once. You will get a prize. Oh boy! I, I as a purist, just just appreciate that there was tons of Naruto's all traveling together. In 2006, so but that's the thing. Like, I'm one of those people that's yeah. like, don't complain to me. Like, oh, Suicide Squad came out. Now there's going to be 600 Harleys. Good, good for them. Let them play a character that they enjoy. Yeah, yeah. some of the Deadpools, man. This is one of the reasons that I talked about that Loki cosplayer. Is one of my favorite things to go to a convention and be like, oh, you're Loki and I'm Loki. Let's be besties. Lo- like, that's what cosplay is all about. Okay, I'm going to put the kibosh on that right now. Cause until <laughs> no, I see all I want is to amass an bill. army. There could only uh, be okay. one. <laughs> dude, dude. Mm. Yo, Beta Ray Bill is amazing, first of all. Thank yes, but thank you. I've, there's Beta Ray Bill cosplayers out there. But I've seen like two in life. You've only seen two. Oh my god. Okay. Here's a yeah, challenge to everyone. Go on Geek Down's Facebook You'll page 
And I want everyone that can find cosplays of Beta Ray Bill to send it to us on our Geek Down Facebook so that Pat can see some sweet Beta Ray Bill cosplayers. Also bonus Frog Thor. <laughs> like, Shout out Frog Thor. Beta Ray Bill was the shiz. Beta Ray Bill was good. Mm -hmm. This is a random side note, but there was just yeah. a reference made to Highlander. And um, <laughs> yo, did you know Dame Dash was in Highlander Endgame? Uh, what, what? Did you know? We are this? far on the ranks now, guys. We no, are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. What, you know what, what, was he a was he, was he Highlander? What's he going was on? Like, he was Highlander. Okay, who, 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 who <laughs> did, did like. Because did, <laughs> the moment I heard Memphis, it, it like just, it, it reminded me. So what happened? To, did, did Memphis Bleak come out, come out, come out of nowhere like, yo, cut his neck there? You got the Kurgan. Uh, you got the played by Beanie Siegel. Okay, why was he? Oh, was it just like he, he was famous at the time? He was famous. This was like nine. This was like not, what year was Endgame? Like ninety nine, two thousand. Man, Amy, when was Highlander? I've never seen it. I have never seen Highlander Endgame. Seen I have seen, seen every episode of the '90s show, but I confess I've only ever seen the first Highlander movie. Okay, Highlander Endgame is two thousand. Is in the so year two thousand. So Dame, so it Dame is, is in it. Fat. <laughs> Highlander okay. Endgame was is, in the year 2000. All right. It, it is farm fresh from the dumpster garbage. <laughs> anyway, speaking of the dumpster garbage, <laughs> so I was cosplaying Loki from Asian of Asgard this Saturday, mm -hmm. and um, I just wanted to give a shout-out to Boston Comic-Con being the first place that I have cosplayed this character, which is, for those who don't know the many incarnations of Loki, this is the current... This is what Loki looks like in the current Marvel comic universe right now. Vote Loki. That, that he well, vote Loki has a nice suit, and I, being five foot two and femme shaped, is a little. I haven't acquired one yet, but I do want to campaign at New York Comic Con. But it's the first convention that I went to that people actually were like, "Yo, it's Loki!" So man, it's comics Loki. I love, I love this comic. I love this Loki, and Ubi. not like. I go to conventions a lot, and especially at non-comic book oriented ones, a lot of people just presume like, oh, what is this? Is this like an original character, Loki? I like your take on it. I'm like, oh my god, no. So, See, I, I would be one of those. I'm not that famous. No, no, there's nothing. So it's but, good that but what you I'm found... saying is there's nothing wrong with being like, hey, I've never seen this version of Loki before, but it was like the presumption that only the Tom Hiddleston Loki, quote unquote, is Loki, and it just really meant a lot to me to have people not only recognize which cosplay I was doing, but to engage me as fans. It just felt really awesome. I had, there was this incredible, incredible Miss Marvel cosplayer. She was super, super funny. We took like a ton of pictures together. Uh, there's a quick storyline in Miss Marvel where Loki crashes her prom. So she took a selfie like, like fake punching me in the face being like this is for ruining my prom like it was just super funny see that stuff's cool when you can come across yeah those... boston comic-con had great interactions okay so you met cool cosplayers mm -hmm. you embarrassed yourself in front of people who you were f fans of that you didn't know who they yes were, right? i i completely embarrassed myself in front of the cover artist for most of the the early agent of asgard Welcome loki covers club. I just was like, mm, I don't know who this is. Pretty girl's taking a picture. Mm. But like, Everyone knows my Robert Kirkman story now, Amy. <laughs> I, I feel now we can share everything. Hit it one time. Boom. I mean, if anyone, <laughs> I, I got plenty of embarrassing myself in front of celebrity stories, but uh, Boston Comic Con, I just, I have to say, I really think it's a great convention, although, ooh, hoo, hoo, here's some news. Uh, it's, it's, it's being sold to a large organization. What? I uh, don't have this quite have the scoop on that, but we'll see how this plays out. Okay, may or well, may not be going the way of New York Comic Con. We'll see. Well, rumor mill. Then is it possibly the same large organization that's bought several other conventions? Yes. 
Ooh. That may be a bad thing. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We don't okay, know. you're right. You're right. All right. I'll just I'll just leave that. I'll leave that carrot dangling out yep, there yep. and say we if you want more information, know. tune in again to the Geek Down. Exactly. Right here we'll, on we'll keep up on this story for sure. Mm-hmm. We'll be following up. But yeah, Boston Comic Con, I highly recommend it as far as if you are a comic book or pop culture fan. Uh, it's an excellent convention, has lots of really cool merchandise. There were some great booths selling wonderful things. Do you buy any cool stuff? Um, I did buy some cool stuff. I actually purchased. Um, so going back to my, um, you know, slightly being into cosplaying as Loki, mm-hmm. um, I purchased from a booth that sells. I'm blanking on their name, and I'm trying to get it. I apologize. No, no so there's this great um, uh, GiveWave Studios uh, makes cool props, and I got a floating green flame from them. So that I can do magic. Floating green flame, like one of those fushigi. It's uh, it's a plastic stand that barely shows up in photos, and it's a glowing plastic-looking fireball. <laughs> and uh, awesome. they have them in a bunch of different colors, and it was fantastic. I got one of those. I also got a foam sword because uh, for those who go to conventions a lot, you know they don't really like it when you take in real swords. So oh, this one is a nice man. smushy sword that looks very realistic, but it's made of the same kind of stuff like a pool noodle's made out of. Uh, oh, so nice. Shout out to pool noodles, by the shout way. Shout out yeah. to pool noodles. My eighth swim lesson is this Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> no lie, by the way. Oh, congratulations. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you're patient, brother. You can't wade. Nah, you can't let's wade. Not go there, Pat. <laughs> oh, my God. Some serious, oh boy. serious things. All right, well, swimming, hold, hold, hold on a second now. You, you, you got your pool noodles. I think it'll be more badass if you just, like, entered the water with a whole belt full of these foam swords. You could easily great, make a raft yeah, of these dude. foam swords dope. and, like, nice. float your way. That'd be dope. Most Intimidate somewhere. sharks as they attack. Exactly. Yeah, the most gangster floating device ever. Highlight, <laughs> highlight of my convention was loading out the Magic Dragon stuff into the van to go back to the comic book store. One of the last things to go is Glenn likes to sit in his, like, special rolly chair thrown so it's just a really big rolling chair uh and i was like oh how do we get this chair back to the car and they're like no no just get in the chair so my friend pushed me through the entire convention space sitting in this rolling chair while i brandished my new foam sword like a lance (laughs) like i was jousting you were spoiled and that was i know i was spoiled i was spoiled hardcore at this con it was really nice but that was just like a really fun convention moment but it was also just again it's just a really friendly convention i find new york comic-con being you know more than twice its size gets really hectic a little bit overwhelming at times mm-hmm. and I felt that Boston Comic Con overall you could walk up to almost any cosplayer and be like hey I love your costume I don't know what it is but you look great and they'll just they won't be like oh you don't know who I am they'll be like oh I'm from such and such and this is what character I am and it just had like really good vibes it was nice. a really good time uh, I was sad I wasn't there Friday I was just there Saturday and Sunday but again if you are a comic book aficionado or into the kind of like geeky pop culture I do recommend checking out this convention uh, be prepared to wait in line quite a bit of time to get in <laughs> but well worth it once you do. I got a buddy that that, that worked uh, that volunteered and uh, uh, he was very happy because after the, the the convention was over he he um, left uh, they left the convention with a whole bunch of autographed stuff that like yep. uh, that, that it was a pre autograph by some of the, the most famous people that were in there All dude signed to eBay yeah 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 so, yeah 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 exactly so he, he he walked out of there they gave it they, there was like a whole bunch of extra stuff and he actually and they gave it to the volunteers man what? yeah they treated yeah. nice seems like yeah they treated the volunteers nice. really well dude all my interactions with the staff and volunteers were lovely i yeah. have to say like as you know from previous conventions sometimes staff and volunteers don't always have the <laughs> contest interest yeah, in mind yeah, yeah. sometimes they get overworked yeah this, everybody <laughs> seems real chill I, again it was really nice <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, so Boston Comic Con. Yeah, big up Boston Comic Con. I'll be going to Vermont Comic Con in two weeks. Looking forward to that. Cool, cool. My first time. Never been. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll skip the 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 Virgin Joe. It's too late for that. <laughs> <laughs> for those right, out fun. there in Internet Land that live near Connecticut, this coming weekend will be Terrificon at the Mohegan Sun. I've never made it to that one. I will sadly not be making it this year. But uh, I'm very intrigued by this idea of a comic book convention taking place in the Mohegan Sun Casino. Yes. What? You maybe can, maybe something to check out next year. We'll see. Uh, you can cosplay as a bum being rolled. It's exactly, <laughs> right? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So we've actually run out of time. Unfortunately, we don't have enough time to talk to the Labyrinth Cats. We'll see if they can get them if we can get them on the next show. But until then, we want to thank you all for joining us right here on The Geek Down for another fantabulous episode. We laughed. We cried. We hurled. I want to thank Amy McCobb. You're very welcome. I want to thank Kaiser Soze. Thank you very much, Pat. I want to thank You're DJ welcome. Her- I'm, I'm welcome. Oh, yeah, thank, thank you very much for having me. And oh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's been a long show. I just said it backwards. That's all. You said no. Nah. <laughs> That's all good. I want to thank DJ Herbie Herb. Mission complete. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have uh, Black Adam Willis back with us next week. And until next week, I want to remind you all: if you heard anything tonight, you want to chime in on, you can hit us up at Geek down radio at gmail.com or just check us out on the actual website geek-down.com hit us up on facebook on twitter check us out on instagram all that good stuff soundcloud like a mother and we'll catch you all right here on wemfradio.com every monday night 9 p.m next week same bad time same bad channel until then be excellent to each other peace